Hello and welcome everyone. This week on The Nameless Monsters, we'll be continuing our mothership adventure where we've been exploring the very strange antediluvian park. If you haven't caught the first episode in this series, I strongly recommend you check it out. We had a great time dealing with Lester's shenanigans and not so subtly subterfuging our way around the park, where of course we pretty promptly got ourselves caught by park security. So we're going to see how we try and get out of that one. But I also want to remind everyone that this adventure, along with four other adventures, is part of a collection called Tears from the Cosmos. And it's an ongoing Kickstarter that you can check out, and we'll have a link in the podcast description. So if this all sounds interesting to you, it would really mean a lot to us if you checked it out. So thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Causing trouble. We're getting into trouble, but everything's coming up pretty okay. I believe in Lester. What a fucking, what a fucking beautiful thing. So you guys are walking through the park on your way to the gray security doors at the other end. Uh, you have Hagar Simpson trailing behind you. She believes your cover story, but you know, she's already seen you guys get into a lot of trouble today. So she just wants to make sure it all goes through okay. You pass through a couple of unnamed rides, which you guys are welcome to make up, as well as a collection of carny games on your way there. What are you guys going to do? What's uh, what's going on? What do you got to say to me? Um, I think Milk's going to wait to try and haggle with Hagar until we're, like, in the facility proper. Because then, like, everybody else will be in the facility proper. Right, right, right. As well. You want to get into the guts before you twist the knife. That's good thinking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. What about... Sorry. It's going to get worse, though. This is... Oh, uh, I lo- believe it's it. It's all monsters. I, listen, I never doubt you. <laughs> Thank you, Heather. I never, never doubt you, Nimrod. Thank you. So what are you... Richard is just going to look at the, the line for the harrowing longingly. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a job to do Rossi he's already tried to apologizes under their breath how many how many corn dogs did you get just the one oh yeah i <laughs> i hand it to hand it to you it is a pretty like r- robust corn dog like i would put it at like a third pound corn dog yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like Dang. trying to like compromise with her i'm like i know they only had uh, corn dogs, but it's a pretty robust corn dog. No, <laughs> no, I listen. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I, you know, I did the mustard the you way did. you liked it. You did. <laughs> I, I'm really sorry. I lost your place in line. I thought, 
you know, we were supposed to. I don't blame you. And and up ahead, uh, uh, Murgatroyd is standing next to Milk, saying, so that was very good initiative, uh, starting this situation off the way you did that got us a, a perfect end. What is our next plan? <laughs> Murgatroyd's like, that was so calculated. <laughs> Milk, what are we What are we doing Uh, when we get inside? Once we're in the facility I'm gonna ditch you guys and get my job back And when do we use the bomb? You can use the bomb whenever you want Excuse me, Mrs. Simpson is right behind us (laughs) Let's let's roll uh, speed rim wise uh, For for, uh, getting away with all this Are we actually talking about this? I won't penalize you for anything you've said so far, but we're actually we're actually talking in code. Yeah, using like yeah. That's why I need you to no, roll really rimwise. Right now, are we doing this? Okay. Yeah, roll rimwise real quick. Because uh, wait, me, are, yeah. were we actually doing? No, that? no, wait, wait, wait. I want to clarify. Want to clarify because I understand. I think you're concerned. Uh, you're not. She hasn't been listening until right now. Because uh, you should. Oh, I don't think I would have. I don't know that I would have told those guys I'm going to ditch them to try and get my job. Oh, back. so you wouldn't have said any of I... that even to your partners? No, I don't trust Murgatroyd. He's been in a closet. For right, so we months. gotta. We gotta. Cl- we should clarify the ironic <laughs> in character statements <laughs> in the future. But I get you. I get you. All right. Oof. So that has not been said. Okay. Uh, so then, but feel free to meditate. Murgatroyd asks. <laughs> Murgatroyd asks Lester or Lester. Milk or milk? What? What are we gonna do? What with the, the plan was? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, then I think milk's like not paying attention to Murgatroyd. <laughs> milk is very focused on Hagar, trying to think of like the best moment to be like, Hagar, baby, you know me. You know I'm the best actor this place has got. <laughs> Perhaps Gosh. the only a- actual actor this place has got. Uh, even if totally insane. So Milk is waiting for their chance to conspire, and Murgatroyd is trying to get into Milk's head. What are Rossi and Richard up to? Keep trying to say Ross and Rachel. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That's what we should have done. This was a missed opportunity. (laughs) Um, Out of character, uh, do we have our objective list somewhere? I can record it. I mean... Retrieving the logic core, right? That's yeah. That's it. That's the bottom line. How can we fish any of that information out of Miss Simpson? Well, Hagar. Uh, we know that. Where'd my? There it is. So the the logic core is in Eden. We know this. Yes. You know that it is in, according to the nun, the bowels of Antediluvian Park. Okay. Eden is the lowest Lowest level level. that is on the customer-facing map. Okay. 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 And we're heading to the lockers, which are... On the top. in the bowels, right? Uh, No, you're not in the bowels. You guys are on the uh, uh, lobby level, basically. So you guys are currently headed to just like the same level you're on, uh, which is basically right underneath the hangar. So this is like the most public facing area, but you are about to go into the like, you know, the, business the part secret of tunnels. That. Yeah. 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 
But just out of character, you're not currently headed towards arc in your current direction. But you're headed towards stuff that's useful and important. I assume we're headed towards, like, offices, right? Offices, yeah. So, actually, you would know what's here, Milk. Um, So, everyone here lives here, right? So, you're headed towards offices. You're headed towards employee dormitories. Let me actually check my own map so I'm not just spouting off like some big dummy. Uh, Could Milk reasonably assume that... If this way is all the offices and residencies, then what the rest of the team needs is probably in the opposite direction. I think that's a fair assessment. Now, here is what's up there. Some of this could be useful to you, right? So there's the employee quarters and lockers, which is where you guys are. Where It's where Hagar expects you guys to go, because that's where all of Milk's bullshit would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is Big Alamo Crichton's office. Ah. There's a meeting room. There's the accounting section, the HR section. Uh, there's the first aid uh, lab office. I don't know what you call that. Uh, there's sort of the utility section that just runs like air conditioning, shit like that, uh, poop, uh, and a security center. So lots of things you can play with for sure over here, uh, but they the things here are not the thing you're looking for directly. I think once we start entering more of that area that Richard is going to look at, make eye contact with Mm. Rossi and make some sort of hand signal that indicates that they need to take out Miss Simpson or at least restrain her. I will let you guys choose who should roll here, the communicator or the interpreter. (laughs) But one of you will have to roll. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll do it. I'll give you another intellect plus military training because I'm trying to be generous, trying to help you guys get the job done. So one of you can roll intellect military training to see if you are able to secretly and accurately communicate. I I think that your score is better than mine. So knock yourself out. Okay. And we're doing military training. To intellect this? plus military training. Or streetwise right. is what I would have non-officers who've been working together. You guys are going to get some bennies because yeah. you're like comrades in arms a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, rolling. 52, which mm. is a fail. Oh. So I'll let you choose. You either fail to communicate or you fail to communicate secretly. Um, and do I get a stress? You do get a stress. It's uh, just like why you have stress varies based on how you answer. Uh, I'm going to fail to communicate secretly. Oof. Excellent. Yeah. Stir it. All right. Yeah, perfectly. Uh, All right. And I think what gives it away is Hagar Simpson is cunning, but she herself is not like, uh, she's not sneaky. Uh, And what was it exactly you said to, with your signal again? It was just a hand. I wanted to say it was like a hand signal. Yeah. But what was it signaling to her? Like, what was the signal specifically? Yeah, like, what were you trying to tell her? What were you trying to communicate with the signal? Um, well, I think I, like, I think I just shout, like, let's smash this watermelon, which <laughs> I, like, means to, like, you know, just take out our weapons. Got it. All right. Well, in that case, all right, so you take a point of stress uh because of like the moment everything that's about to happen starts to happen you immediately know why it happened so Mm. you just get your bonus stress now uh everyone roll fear saves to see whether or not you're surprised 
Which, because I'm an Android, does that affect everybody now? Uh, let's see. That's a great question. Thank you so much for bringing that up, Murgatroyd. Uh, let me... All right. That's what I'm here to do. Android, fear saves made by nearby players are at disadvantage. Yes, so everyone is making their fear saves at disadvantage, probably because they're fixated on this Android. They're like, what is this inhuman thing going to do? It's just always in the back of your mind. Oh, so does that always happen? I thought that was like something that only happened when you like fucked up. Fear saves? Uh, the fierce, the like trauma response. Um, I don't think, I think that's so. All the time. Yeah. Oh, I guess not, because Teamsters is labeled as once per session you may take a Right, and the other two both say whenever. So I think they all have their conditions, and this one is just being near the android. Sorry. So everyone rolls no. a fear all save. Right. You roll it regular, I think, because you're not freaked out. Yeah, by I was just going to say, I think, uh, you know, I'm not so Yes, me. but everyone else uh, uses fear save. At disadvantage. Oh, wow. At disadvantage. I critically I failed. failed. Oh, no. Oh, shit. So you're going to take a point of stress. <sighs> And okay. I got to think of you critically failed. So something especially bad should happen. Right. So here is what it's going to be. So spoiler alert, gang, this is using a fear save as a way of checking to see who is surprised. So everyone who is surprised uh, does not go in this first round of action. Um, and I think since you critically failed, uh, you are going to, when you do enter on the next round, assuming you make it that long, you are uh, not going to get a chance to roll speed. Uh, you just will be treated as if you failed initiative. That's your, your critical failure penalty. Wow. Uh, do we also all take a point of stress? All well, everyone who failed takes a point of stress. I saved. Okay. You saved. Uh, so one well. thing at a time, I'm, I, I, let me just handle Gennaro's situation because Gennaro critically failed, which means Gennaro needs to roll on the panic, needs oh to roll a panic check. So roll a d20 and your d20 needs to be higher than your current stress. And you just took two in the last few seconds. Yeah. So I'm at five stress and I rolled okay. a 10. So All right. Good. So you do not panic, but you are very surprised by what is about to happen. Uh, it sounds like Murgatroyd and... Shot. Uh, Rossi both passed. Is that correct? Yes. And Lester, it sounds like Milk failed. Yes. So Milk does not go this round yet, and you do take a point of stress as you requested before, or as you asked about before. I didn't request. <laughs> I know, as you inquired, I should have said. I was even correcting myself in my brain, but thank you for being there. Um, so then the last step before we decide how this goes down precisely is that Murgatroyd and Rossi both need to roll speed. Okay. All right. Oh, man. Four. All right. I'm killing it. Not, not great. 64. Oh, all right. Take another point of stress. All right. Just for the record, I have three sets of D10s out here and I'm rotating them and it's going very well. This is a good strategy. I'm glad someone has a system. <laughs> All right, Rossi, yeah. you're up first. What are you going to do? You, got, you can move once and you can do one thing and you can take one or two free actions within reason. So you said that, that there was a surprise round happening. Yes, so that's currently you, then Hagar, then Murgatroyd. Then we go back to the top. Milk gets a chance to see where he or they are in the initiative. And then Richard joins Murgatroyd at the end. Okay, well, if I, get, if I have the feeling that 
Hagar knows what's up, knows what was just communicated to me, then I am going to try and get the drop on her. Um, I think the signal then for this whole thing is just the clicking of that jawbone ah, from her belt. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, then I will, I guess, just attempt to knock her out. Do the leg sweep. Yeah, sweep the leg. Go for the knee. <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll combat for me. All right. Uh, combat plus military training. Okay, even better. So I got to beat a 58. So zero and a 30, 30 even. All right. Um, and so are you trying to harm her or are you trying to essentially knock her prone? Let's start with knocking her prone. All right. So I'll say that the main impact is just going to be that she cannot move from okay. where she currently is uh, without or if she does, she has to like, use her move time to like get back up. Fair basically. enough. Well, then I will. I will use that for my action and then. Uh, move to position myself above her um, so that I can give her a, a punch to the head to, to knock nice. her out at the next opportunity. Fantastic. All right. She is going to try to bisect you with a GMO donkey job. Great. Okay. And she is going to succeed. Okay. You are going to take 22 points of damage okay oh my god the way this works in mothership uh and you probably know this but i'm also telling it for the listeners yes, at please. home let's so definitely tell the listeners at home because i am confident <laughs> in my knowledge of this hi listeners <laughs> so so your uh character sheet has a section labeled section four it's the fourth step of your character creation process and it says roll 1d10 plus 10 for your health right so Ne your health is arranged in three rows of wounds. As a Marine, you have three wounds, mm -hmm. which basically means you can break a leg and shatter a sternum and then take a final wound. Whereas a Teamster, for example, would only be able to break a sternum and then they take a final wound. Uh, because your wounds that you take or lose, and that's where the terminology may get a little tricky at first, uh, your wounds are just packets of hit points, essentially. Gotcha. And when you lose a wound, you get like a special nasty effect, like your leg is broken or you're charred or you're bisected, just depending on how it all goes. So um, you took 22 points of health damage. Okay, and I have uh, a health of 18. Perfect. So you do lose one wound completely. Okay. And then you'll lose four health from your second wound, which I think would take it down to a 14. Yeah. All right. Now, a uh, couple of things are going to happen. One thing that has to happen is I'm going to roll the wounds table. You, um, I think it's not a major artery in your neck, but it is just a, like, big meaty pack of muscle in your neck mm. uh, that the jawbone slashes into. Um, and I think specifically the, the it's not even necessarily where she got you so much as it is the crooked shrapnel from your own power armor uh, kind of bent in and continuing to saw at the muscle um, that causes you to get blood in your eyes. Uh, and you are at disadvantage until you are able to wipe your eyes clean. Okay. Um, and then you do take a point of stress. And let me just look at one last thing. 
and you do not seem to meet any of the additional conditions for panic. So I believe that makes this the... Ooh, I do think Hagar is going to try to get out from under you while um, she has that disadvantage, or while you have that disadvantage. That'll be her move action. Um, but I will let you roll speed in order to try to stop her. All right. Do I roll that at disadvantage? Yes, you do. Okay. I rolled an 18 and a... Oh, no. Well, that's it. A 99. All right. So a couple of things are going to fucking happen here, baby. Uh, she's going to shove your ass on the fucking ground. I apologize for my language, but it's how it feels in the moment. Oh, man. Uh, the, the, the blood in your eyes is still there. You're on the ground. Um, you take a point of stress for having failed the speed save. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're just going to, you are going to take one point of health damage from how hard your ass hits the ground on the way down. Fair enough. Um, and then I unfortunately, uh, am required to tell you that any time you have a critical failure, you have to roll for panic. Okay. So roll a d20 and then tell me whether or not you exceed your stress level. I save. All right, yeah. all right. This is good. Nobody has panicked so far. Panicking can get very bad very quickly. Uh, but you guys are currently still fine. No one has panicked. But your ass is on the ground. There's blood in your eyes. Uh, and Hagar Simpson is standing on her own two feet. Rossi starts growling like an actual animal. Okay, so quickly assessing the situation. How many uh, public eyes are upon this kerfuffle? Um, so I think what's going to work to your advantage here is that you're in kind of a 300 scenario where it's pretty narrow. Uh, your disadvantage here is you're right next to the security section. So I'm going to say you don't see uh, uh, that particular guy and a bunch of mascots coming out. Uh, and you don't have a bunch of like panicked park visitors right nearby. Um, but there's that. <laughs> There is, mm. however, um, one more security guy and just one of the mascots in there with the security guy. Uh, and you, on the surprise round, just see them open up the door to reveal themselves. If this is allowed, I'll look over at Richard to kind of get a, a feel for, are we going into a combat situation <laughs> here where we are going to try to subdue everyone and pick up the pieces later, or... Uh, or are we expecting there to be another solution? I imagine the start of all this kerfuffle was that Richard started to pull out his shotgun to mm. to kind of take control of the situation, but fumbled it. So mm. he's probably with the with the shotgun maybe on the ground. He's probably looking to pick that up and try and lay down the law. Okay. I like that. Uh, you know, I, I'm using that uh, big calculator brain of mine <laughs> and, and trying to see if there's maybe some way to call this a misunderstanding, but I suppose that's a fair point. <laughs> um, and uh, you said a door was opened and there are multiple guards coming our way from that door nearby. Yes, there's a, a guard and one of the mascots with the guard. So what are you going to do, Merg? Well, I'm not a combat-oriented individual. Uh, playing, playing subterfuge has worked for me so far today. I think I'll give it another shot. So I will, uh, 
quickly turn and keeping that demeanor that I've actually uh, uh, visually at least been holding up this entire time uh, will turn towards the oncoming uh, guard and mascot. Uh, begin walking towards them briskly, but in a friendly manner, uh, and say, uh, I'm sorry this wasn't announced, uh, lovelies. Uh, there was a bit of a training session going on with uh, Hagar Simpson here. She has decided to show one of the new employees uh, how to deal with a combat situation. Um, and And I'm just trying to keep them out of combat for an extra round because i know we have a numbers advantage nice currently. for sure for sure go ahead and roll intellect plus streetwise to see how that goes down i like that move good energies yes uh can i do linguistics sure. again yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's sure. what you did last time oh. that's totally fine yeah yeah i, I got an eight either way hey. so nice not bad so it's not enough that they're, like, going to close the door and be like, this is fine. But it is enough that they're like, wait, are you sure that that's a lot of blood that she looks bad? <laughs> like they're you're stalling them, which I think was what. Yeah. So it's going to be at least another yeah, round yeah, yeah. before they uh, jump in. And I think, honestly, like you're kind of in a position where until you get like a critical failure, or really until you get a failure, uh, you can kind of continue to delay them if you're able to keep it up. Keep, keep up keeping that uh, uh, exactly yeah. exactly so you're you're doing a good All job right. with the interference right now that puts us back at the top of the order milk before we figure out our initiative order i'm going to need you to roll speed uh and tell me if you succeed i did not all right so take a point of stress because you're just so flabbergasted Rossi, what are you going to do? You are on the ground with blood in your eyes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and a ble bloody, bloody shoulder. I think that uh, training just takes over at this point. Uh, they're just furious. And so wipes the blood from their eyes, like drawing it down on their face. So they've just got this mask of, of their own blood. Uh and then as they grin a manic grim, grin, uh, lash out with their legs to uh, take her down again. And hopefully my, my aim in this narrow hallway is to get her down, whether I'm scrambling at her or whatever I need to do to hit her head so hard against the hall wall that she loses consciousness. Nice. Okay. So I'll say the wiping the blood from your eyes can be your move action since you're staying on the ground. Um, so you can go ahead and make just a combat roll to see whether or not you're able to trip her. And then it sounds like here your main motive is not just getting her on the ground, but actually doing some damage, yes, right? Yes, yes. I'm hoping... So I will say then that for that, um, she won't necessarily be prone. Like you're really trying to fling her at a wall. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that the wall can do like 1d10 damage if you're comfortable with that. Um, because like anything more than that is like Weapons. shotgun damage. Yeah. And that seems yeah, like yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, so I rolled a 39 for a 48 check. All right. Uh, wait. 
You rolled 39, which is under what you need, right? Yes, yes. Okay, okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, excellent, so go ahead and roll 1d10 damage to see uh, how, how hard you hit her. Haha, <laughs> eight. All right, nice. Uh, so you definitely get her fucking knocked off her feet a little bit. Like, she is woozy, she is stumbling, uh, but she is not yet knocked out. She has uh, made a pretty beefy stuff. Um... It's going to be her move. Uh, let's see. So you've definitely been the main instigator for her personally so far. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Uh, so I think she is going to have to continue to focus on you. And she's going to come at you again with the donkey jawbone. All right. Uh, you're going to hear the horrible sound of, like, jagged donkey teeth scraping at the metal alloy right next to your head uh, as she slips just slightly in the blood from the wound she gave you, <laughs> causing her to miss your face by, like, a couple of centimeters. Uh, Officer Gorbis is like, that doesn't look like training. <laughs> and the mascot is there waiting for Gorbis to activate it successfully. Murgatroyd, Richard and Mulk, what are you guys doing? Um, what is, what door is closest to us right now? Well, closest to Milk. I would say, so there's the security door, but I believe that that is currently blocked off by the guys in the security center trying to determine whether or not they need to do their jobs. Uh, so that would really leave you with the utility room. Okay, can I just duck into the utility room? Yes, I would say, uh, go ahead and roll speed just to determine how, like, far in there, you know, how deep in there you're able to get before anyone potentially yeah. notices or objects. I got 36 and my speed is 39, so. Very nice. All right. So you are able to just duck in. Uh, I think Officer Gorbis is like looking at you guys, trying to figure out what's going on. He looks at where you were. He looks back at Hagar. He looks at where you were again. You're gone. He starts to look back. Then he's like, what? And then he's just like, lets it go. Um, so you okay, are. And then. Go ahead. While I'm in the utility closet, like, I don't think anybody's ever seen milk without the mascot head. Uh -huh. So I'm going to take the mascot head. <gasps> Holy shit. What does he look like? Just or like, what do they look like? Um, I really want to say that milk has a mustache. Cool. I just like. Milk feel like, mustache. Like, I think milk probably has <laughs> like a really feminine, like, man, I'm going to say milk has one of those like. Minion mom haircut, asymmetrical bobs, Ooh. and then like a mustache. What a look. Very average. Yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> average. <laughs> yep. And then are there any like utility jumpsuits lying around that Milk could put on? Well, utilities, I, I think, is not quite what you're picturing. Um, utilities oh, okay. is like a big room full of like devices uh, and computers and monitors. Um, that say things like oxygen, nitrogen, 69 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, lighting, oh. here, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's what the computers say? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Are there any, like, electrical outlets around? Yeah, they need them. They really need lots of electricity here to yeah. do anything. Yeah, like, can I just, can I unplug some shit? Yeah, I guess uh, you could. Uh, there are people here, though. Like, there, it's, there's guys uh, on top of this. Never um, mind. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to nod my head and be like, hey, uh, sorry. Yeah. Hard hard you know, thank God it's TGIF, right, guys? Thank God it's Friday, though we do have seven-day work weeks. <laughs> Roll, uh, yeah, you live at work. 
Uh, go ahead and roll um, intellect plus rimwise or psychology or linguistics uh, to see. Yeah, I don't have any of that. Yeah, so just roll intellect for whatever that's worth. <laughs> I got 39, which is four too oof, many. Oof. Take a point of stress. Uh, and at this point, what's your stress at, out of curiosity? <laughs> that would make it at nine. All right, all right. So you're... Once you get one more stress, I'm just going to kind of feel at liberty to make you take panic checks whenever I think you need to, just FYI. So you guys are, uh, so they don't believe you. They don't really care, but everyone stares at you and you feel like a weirdo. And that's why you take a point of stress is basically what it comes. And you have not blended in. They are still like, who's this weirdo? Can I argue that Milk has never felt like a weirdo? Like, I feel like Milk would not act the way Z does. If they had the capability of feeling like a weirdo. That's fair. That's fair. Well, you're at the very least, you're aware that you might suffer punishment for how weird you are in the imminent future. Uh, All right. Uh, Richard and Murgatroyd. Hmm. Well, I have a simple turn if you want to use that to make your decision. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to pick up my shotgun and um, I don't really want to shoot. And because I feel like that would maybe make things worse, but I want to defuse the situation and maybe intimidate Miss Simpson to standing down. Ooh, give it a shot. Uh, which I just roll combat then. Um, let's see. So your goal here is to intimidate her, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I want to intimidate her. So maybe I could use military training or to just like show that like I clearly know how to use a gun. I clearly like competent and. I'm serious that I will shoot. I think that's a little too untechnical for me to want to give it just because I've put I've let military training do so much. I'm kind of going to say no on that one. Uh, I would probably only do psychology, uh, but I'd let you choose uh, to use psychology plus combat, I guess, since you are wanting to use your uh, violence power rather than your mind power <laughs> to make the point. All right. We'll just do some combat then. All right, just roll combat to show. 34. We're good. Um, So she does definitely see that you're capable of using that, and she knows that you intend to do so. Um, I... I I shout, uh, drop the weapon. I'm going to ask... What's her fuck? I'm going to ask... Or what's their fuck? Uh, (laughs) Rossi. Yeah. Because I need you to answer honestly, because she's going to roll instinct to see if she knows the answer to this question, because that's going to determine ultimately how she acts. If she stands down right now, is Rossi inclined to do the same? What an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, I think that so far, Rossi has given an impression of someone with a great deal of training. Mm-hmm. If if Richard tells Rossi to stand down, they will. I would tell Rossi to handle the others and like and nod my head towards the uh the other officer in the mascot. Mm-hmm. Alright. So I think what I'm going to be able to give you from this because you did roll successfully. I don't think you're going to get what you want here, but I'll let you make a choice now. Okay. 
she is definitely because like I rolled to see if she figured out uh, if she knows where um, fucking Rossi is at, and she got a crit fail. Oh. So she does. Oh. She's got you all wrong. She thinks you're fucking terrorists or something. Uh, which actually might not be all wrong, <laughs> but uh, she definitely didn't read your conciliatory intentions in this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to let you choose, Gennaro. Is she going to go after Rossi to finish the job, or is she going to go after you for having the gun on her? Um, could I haggle with you and say if she goes on me, then I can take a shot? Like roll for hmm. a shot because I have my gun at the ready pointing at her. I like that. Yeah. So we'll say that the main thing you achieved and you were using combat. So I think that checks out is you've essentially readied an action to attack her if she messes with you uh, and you've declared your intent to do so. Okay, I'll take that. All right. Perfect. Excellent. Uh, So that's Milk. That's Richard Murgatroyd. I believe you're next. All right. Time to spin. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. I'm going to I'm going to lean in close (laughs) to the guard. I'm going to try to speak into speak in a hushed tone so that Simpson cannot hear me and at least cannot make out what I'm saying in detail. I'm going to say this. Obviously, this is a tense bit of training. but there's been some spillage. We already saw uh, uh, Simpson slip. Uh, we already saw Hagar there slip uh, and uh, fall. Um, I need you right now, please. Go get somebody to clean up the, the bodily fluids. Uh, leave uh, leave uh, that one with me, pointing over to the mascot. And uh, we'll, we'll get this all uh, squared away. But uh, this, is, this is going wonderfully. You can see how realistic and... Uh, um, <laughs> How uh, how much adrenaline is in this? Uh, <laughs> and, and so you're you're kind of presenting yourself as someone who's like working with the company, right? Because you're clearly involved with the like security training and stuff. Yes, I I am I am in some kind of consulting mm-hmm. position. I I love the hell out of your honesty, Elisha. But unfortunately, due to a single detail you included in what you said, I'm going to need you to make this next check at disadvantage. <gasps> okay, okay. That's fair. Do we get to know what that was? So I roll twice and take the lowest. I'll tell you in a second. Yeah, it'll it'll come out through roll. I roll play. twice and take. Ah, uh, yeah, it'll be uh, same as before. So intellect plus linguistics at disadvantage. So you roll twice and take the worst outcome. All right. Ten for my first roll definitely beats a sixty-two. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sixty-two. Eighty-one. Oh no! Oh oh. oh. Uh like uh you ain't with the company lady these guys can't do shit on their own and he pushes a big red button on his belt uh and the mascot (laughs) next to him rips off its mascot head cleanly and its uh crab claw gets ready to snap on the next turn and so that's going to take us back to the top of the initiative, if I'm not mistaken, which means we're going to see Rossi. Then we're going to see all the bad guys. Well, the other guys, at least. And we're going to see the rest of you guys. All right. So the weapon that Rossi has is a smart rifle. Ooh. Um, I assume that that, like, collapses out automatically, right? Like, it's got a, yeah, sure. a handprint-activated cool. thing. Um, so I... 
reach down to my side and draw that up and snap it into place. And I'm going to shoot this woman at point blank range. Ooh, yeah. Thank you. All right, roll combat. All right. That is a 28. Nice. Roll damage. You'll do 2d10 damage. All right. Rotating my dice as per the system. (laughs) Seven plus nine. That's good. So 16 damage. At least one wound. Nice. She is not dead, uh, but I think you've got a belly shot into her. Uh, And she is bleeding out the gut. She's coughing up blood and uh, she's not backing down. (laughs) Oh, uh, with what may be her dying move. Can I? Uh, she's, can, may I? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, before I snapped my gun out, I, I got up to die on my feet. Yeah. And All then, right. And then Hagar is also going to try and kill you on your feet, yeah. as promised by oh. you. That is a 26. That definitely oh. succeeds. Brutal. All right. You are going to take... 21 damage as she slashes you right down the sternum. How much health are you at? Uh, I'm on my final wound. All right, which means I need to roll on the wound table again. Yep. All right, let me look up what something means. Good thing first aid's right here. Yeah, right. All right, so what you got... You have a laceration, and it says bleeding plus one. Ooh, um, okay. I believe that means you just lose a health around, and I assume that starts this round. Okay. So knock off one more health, and you'll just lose a health per round until the bleeding is unbled. <laughs> unbled. Got it. We're going to just take the blood and put it back in. Yeah. Have you tried taking the blood out and putting it in again? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Then we got our man here, uh, Mr. Security Guard Gorbis. Officer Gorbis is, I think, going to shoot actually at uh, Richard. I do have a shotgun out. All right. You have a shotgun out and he does miss you. Um, So he is shooting uh, with a pulse rifle uh, and it just scorches the metal alloy of the ceiling. Uh, It's a pretty wide shot. He doesn't do a great job because he's aiming at you around Murgatroyd because you seem like a bigger threat and it just throws off his game. Uh, The crab claw headed mascot, however, is going to go right for Murgatroyd. All right. Murgatroyd, the uh, creature's claw, uh, and I should really be saying shrimp claw, Mm -hmm. snaps together with uh, horrific speed, since it is not burdened by any tatters like the one from before. Uh, And it doesn't hit you. What does hit you is a small shockwave of hot air uh, that forms when from the like sonic boom, essentially, of the claws clacking together. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and you take 15 uh, health damage oh from my. that attack. All right. My <laughs> I don't know how much of my standard crew attire uh, being tattered means that I'm naked, <laughs> um, but uh, that armor is gone. Uh, that is one wound and three pips of damage after that. All right. 
Um, so it doesn't list any uh, mechanical problem with this, um, but you are uh, you have a large burn. Uh, so I would say you're a robot. So I would say you probably have like, um, yeah, it kind of looks like you've been sandblasted almost. In a little melty in the chest region. Yes, exactly. Murgatroyd, Richard, and Mulk, we're going to go back to you. Um, one thing that I'm going to update Mulk about uh, while they're in the utilities zone, um, you do see one large readout that, as of this round, uh, turned red. Uh, it is a countdown to something called a Corin Pulse, and the countdown has reached one minute. And you see many of the people in the utility zone uh, grabbing uh, like little caps out of their pockets. Uh, I think you would know, actually, since Mulk, you used to work here. Um, the Corin Pulse is uh, an artifact of the Arc Logic Core. It releases an electromagnetic pulse throughout the facility, uh, which causes organics to experience deranged visions uh, and which just does electrical damage to uh, robots and such. Uh, so just uh, putting that on your radar, Mulk. I don't know if you would have thought to communicate any of that to the team, but it's something you know about. Uh, no, probably not. Um... So the scientists are are all busy getting their special scientist hats. Yes, there, and you know that these are foil lined hats uh, that help give let them resist the uh, Corin pulse. Yeah, and so did they abandon the computer? No, they're still working on it. Oh, okay. In fact, I'd say yeah. So what are you thinking of doing? You want to try unplugging some stuff? Um, I do have shit. What was it called? Industrial equipment and mechanical repair. Ooh. So could I, and I have a spanner mm -hmm. in my um, gear. So can I target the computer that is controlling the whatever impulse thingy, the electromagnetic pulse thingy, um, and get to like just causing a total system failure? Well, uh, total system failure is probably out of the cards. What you could do is... You a semi-system failure? Well, what I'll offer you is if you succeed, you can either delay the pulse or uh, have the pulse hit sooner. So I could fuck everybody over now. Or stall. Or... Or stall. How long could I stall it for? Uh, theoretically indefinitely, but it would be something that uh, a lot of people would be like, yo, we haven't had our, our trademark uh, hallucinogenic wave go through the park at its scheduled time. Uh, what the fuck? You know, people would be looking into it pretty soon. Um... But I could set the delay to, like, an hour. And so we'd have enough time, at least until people like realized they needed to go check on why it wasn't working, right? Yeah, I mean, you would realistically only have like maybe 15 minutes before people noticed, which would maybe get you 20 minutes total of delay, which honestly probably is all you need, come to think of it. So yeah, you're welcome to yeah. put that on the board. Okay, so what I do, intellect plus uh, the plus 15 bonus from expert skill? Yes. Okay. Well, that's 50, right? Got a 50-50 shot. Yeah, there you go. That's the best kind they make. Can't get better than 50-50. And I rolled 005. Hey, nice. All right. K-Pulse has been delayed 20 minutes. Thank you. All right, and I believe that leaves Murgatroyd the Melty and <laughs> Richard the Lionhearted. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I might take this one first. Um, <laughs> no, no, it is a bit of a dilemma for me because I am used to telling, you know, people one at a time, uh, you know, wait in line. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, I am here to service this, uh, this mission. Um, from here on out, I think the marine classed individuals uh, I am here to help are probably more qualified than me to carry out the rest of this mission. Uh, so, uh, interference again. Uh, and I'm going to say, sorry, darling, I, I am uh, actually, I do work here. Let me just give you my, and then I'll pull out my scalpel and try to stab <laughs> his face. Uh, the man yeah. who is right. shooting at Richard. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, we'll do combat. Um, 60's not going to mm. do it, unfortunately. Take a point of stress as your scalpel just, like, clinks off his armor. Like, dude is pretty well equipped. You didn't get, like, an exposed portion of the face, so it just doesn't doesn't do diddly. Richard, what are you going to do? So is Miss Simpson looking pretty dead? Or she, you know, I think if you were to get uh, one more good hit on her, uh, she would be she would be out of commission. OK, I'll take a I'll. I have my shotgun already aimed at her and I'll say something like eat biblical lead ah. and then I'll shoot. Cool. I, um, awesome. Could I get advantage on shooting her since she seems to be pretty not in a good spot? Flanked. Flanked. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Is she flanked, really? I think, you know, just the <laughs> fact that she's got enough people trying to kill her all at once will be punishment enough for today. But I appreciate the hustle. <laughs> I respect it. No problem. All right, I'm rolling. <laughs> I, I do have firearms, so I get 15 to my combat roll. Oh. All right. Oh, man, I... D <laughs> Wait, uh, so it's 49. Yeah, 54 is what I need to beat, so I miss. Like, I can take another shot? Wait. Wait, wait, wait. You have a skill of 54? Yes. So you, if you rolled under, you're good for your skills. I rolled a the 60. The only time you want to roll over is panic. Oh, you rolled a 60. Okay. Damn. All right. Uh, then, yes. Uh, unfortunately, you do miss, and you're going to take a point of stress. Uh, as you just see the shot go wild, you know, maybe you feel briefly, has God abandoned you? Oh, no. But we'll get into that later. All right, I believe. And do you want to take a move action with your remaining zest? Oh, can I not shoot again? No, yeah, only one, only one shot. Um, I'll just put myself between her and Rossi. Nice. Okay. Nice. I like that. <clears throat> if Rossi goes melee, which Rossi probably won't, because Rossi's got a smart rifle. All right, Rossi, you're up. Oh, wait, real quick. Richard, if you want to have the same deal with your move action that I gave uh, to that I offered to Murgatroyd, I'm going to need you to roll speed first to see if you're actually able to intercept effectively. Oh, yeah. Nope. All right. So yeah, that's another point <laughs> of stress. You, you try to have your brother's back, but, you know, it's uh, it's hard. This lady's crafty. She moves real fast, this Hagar Simpson. Rossi, you're up. So... 
Uh, I didn't know that we could add firearms to combat. Oh, yes. I'm so sorry. No, yes. that's quite all right. Um, so I'm going to use that as I try and shoot her again. Okay, so that makes it a, let's see, it would be 50, uh, 50, no, 63. Is what you need to roll under? Is what I, is what I need to beat. Nice, all right. Oh no. What'd you get? It's an, an 88. Y'all. Well, I, I hate to be this guy. Ugh. I hate to be this guy, but it does strike me that you had someone getting trying to get in between you and the person you're trying to shoot. Oh no! So I think a couple of things are gonna happen to her. First, you're gonna take a stress because yep, you like fumble your gun. Uh, your gun at close range is two d10. This is a glancing blow. So roll. I'm gonna roll. Not that I don't trust you, but I don't know <laughs> how your honesty stacks up to your love of your comrade. <laughs> All right. Fair. So, you, uh, Gennaro, you're going to take six health points and one stress. That's not too bad. Um, It's not too bad. It's not too bad, but it is. Um, Yeah. Uh, And then what was the next thing? I, okay. Uh, Then you got a critical failure, Rossi. Yep, sure so did. So then you're going to need to roll for panic. So roll okay. the d20, and you need to, ex you need oh, to exceed natural your 20. stress. Fantastic. All right. So you're good for now on the panic, uh, but uh, that was uh, that was ill-timed. Yeah, that was bad. It is now Hagar Simpson's oh moment. Oh my gosh, she's gonna kill me. It could that could very well be exactly what happens? Let's find out. All right. So this is her least damaging attack yet. She has done twelve mm. points of damage to you. Are you still standing? I am sought by some divine intervention. Ah, yes. Still standing. So I think then she hasn't gotten anything that would knock you down. She hasn't gotten anything that would actually do a full wound to you. So I think she uh, literally like went back to that original wound that she put in you the first time. And uh -huh. she just like digs. She like goes for a round two and just like digs deeper in there and saws at the exposed flesh a little bit. Uh, but it's not enough to take you the hell down. Uh, Gorbis is going to go ahead and shoot at Richard. All right, Gorbis is going to miss. And then the uh, Servitor, I think, is also going to go after Richard now that the space has opened up a bit. Also going to miss. Uh, so you, Richard, feel like a pulse rifle blast and another just sonic boom, basically whistle blast past both sides of your head as Hagar Simpson uh, digs her jawbone into the shoulder of your brother in arms. Uh, that's going to be it for our baddies, which puts us back to Murgatroyd, Richard and Milk. Okay, I am, so Milk is going, he entered the utilities room one way, he's gonna exit the utilities room from the exit that is closer to the elevator that Z needs um, to go to the original target eventually. Um, and Z's gonna act as casually as possible, just being like, oh, I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just a guy at work with no horse head going to work. I'll let you... I'll let you do speed plus rim wise to, to pull that off uh, without any incident. Okay. 
Well, I have no rim wise, so speed. 31, yes! All right. Okay. I always roll the D100, the percentile dice first, because it's like, you know, if I roll a 50 on that, then I know I failed. And I saw the 30, and I was like, oh. Right, but then you get to find out if it was a critical failure. Well, yeah, I guess. All right, so, uh, Mulk, uh, makes a clean fucking break, just whistles out the exit, no problems, I guess. Uh, Mulk is back out in the public lobby. People are having a great time out there. They already forgot about all that incident with the Euro. They're on the rides again. Oh, did I go straight to the public lobby? I assumed there was, like, a floor selection. No. And I was just going to go, like, lower uh, the floor. You are right by the elevators in the public lobby, so you could just immediately start taking them down if you want to <laughs> abandon the team. I mean, I thought the lobby sounds like abandoning the team. They'll catch up, right? They'll catch yeah. up. We're all headed to the right same spot. You, the, the rounds are short. Rounds are short, so you have enough time to get out, call the elevator, and I think that's probably the end of your turn. Okay. All right, excellent. Pleasure doing business with you, kid. All right, and then uh, Murgatroyd and Richard, what you gonna do? I know I'm gonna take another shot, so I can go ahead and do that. Yeah. We got a 28, so we're good. Woo! All right, roll for damage. It's uh, just one wound, I think. Well, fuck. Oh, wait, wait, you're using a smart rifle or what? Combat shotgun. Combat shotgun. All right. I'll double check, but I trust your reading of the rules more than mine. I say this is for the Lord. Hell yes. Uh, what part of her that she needs to be alive do you destroy? Her head. <laughs> Very good choice. Excellent. Uh, Hagar Simpson's head splatters all over Rossi and the walls behind, and her body falls to the fucking ground, and the jawbone clatters out of her fucking hands. Uh, very nicely done, team. Very nicely done. Uh, and the moment you do that, Gorbis is like, I knew this wasn't a fucking training. Uh, Murgatroyd. Wait, uh, I want to use my movement to... Uh start charging towards the the guard so maybe to tackle him for the next round nice perfect i love it uh murgatroyd well uh seeing all of this i think a good idea might be to take advantage of the situation as best as possible does the uh does does our guard here have any keys or identification cards, things that sort of hang a little more loosely on the uniform. Pretty much anything along those lines you could think of. Uh, Hagar Simpson is head of security, so this is the big fish as far as, like, keys and, you know, little things like that go. Uh, I'm not next to Hagar Simpson. I'm next to the other. Oh, he's got some keys, yeah. Um, Corbis. What are you... I don't know that you would necessarily be able to recognize at a glance what anything looks like. But you can just infer, like, he's going to have keys to the stuff that, like, any guard might need to get into, but he's mm. not going to have the keys to the most sensitive stuff, probably. Of, like, of, he just looks yeah. like too much of a low-level putz. He's a, he's a Gorbis, I get it. Um, yeah, he's a Gorbis, yeah. He's called that for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His mom saw him as like, that's a Gorbis. Send him to the orphanage. <laughs> Rank title and name. Yeah. Um, oh, man. So I, I, I'm going to... I think at this point, uh, I, I, think within reason, I, if I if I got a glancing shot on some armor with a scalpel, that is useless, and I'm going to drop it, um, because it is probably damage beyond repair. 
Uh, I'm going to then... What I want to do is I want to grab... Try to grab anything I can. Uh, key, like keys, like I was saying. But then I am going to um, run... Because I guess the other thing I, I, I was thinking is, being that I'm on this side of the hall, uh, looking at uh, the sort of uh, makeshift map we're, we're talking about here, uh, I would have seen Milk maybe uh, mm -hmm. sauntering out that exit. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to see if I can grab something to get a little extra out of this, but I won't commit to it too hard to, like, <laughs> you know, ruin my chances of running out that door after milk. So then I would say go ahead and roll um, speed as your base. I would allow you to add either rimwise or athletics if you have either of those to help you achieve this goal. And if not, then you'll just roll raw speed and we'll proceed from there. All right. I cannot replace rimwise with mathematics, so I will be... Not in this given, instance. Yeah. Let's do it. Why can't math solve every problem? <laughs> You're a teacher. You're supposed to be advocating for that. Not for math. I'm an English teacher. Maybe. Actually, uh, yeah. The corporate trademark entity Nimrod Zarking is unemployed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I rolled a 71, so I, I don't yeah, think I'm going to get my gonna hands on much take anything. a point of stress, and I think what's particularly stressful in this moment is you get the keys, but the like meltiness of your just exterior kind of plastic skin, uh, from earlier is actually still not fully settled back. And so you grab the keys, but you actually just slough off a little bit of your, your fake hand skin onto them instead of making a secure grab. And you just leave that, you know, you've got bonier fingers than you came in with. Doesn't feel great, you know, not good for your body image or, you know, practical image or anything like that. But you do get out the door and you see Mulk out there waiting for the elevator. Um, so I believe that's everyone but Richard. Is that correct? Have, have you gone yet, Richard, this round? No. All right. Oh, so no, Richard... I did. I did. I did. I did. Oh, yeah. You killed Hagar. You did like the biggest thing. <laughs> All right. So I believe that pops us back to the no top with rossi rossi what you gonna do hagar simpson is dead but officer gorbis is on the scene with one mascot clacking away all right uh and they are in between me and the first aid room yes all right i see why that would I be of going interest. to <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to lean down and pick up that jawbone yeah and move down the hall in a threatening fashion. I don't know if you just want me to make an intimidation check. Are you trying to just keep Ooh. Gorbis from going after you and letting you go in there, basically? Uh, I, I want to convey to Gorbis that if he does not move out of my way, I will destroy him. All right. So that's pretty similar. I would like to do that with my energy. Yes. So I believe that's uh, pretty close to what uh, our, our boy Richard tried earlier. So I'll give you the Indeed. same deal Indeed. I gave him, which is combat. And then if you have psychology or rimwise, you can add those as well. Which I don't. But my combat's pretty good. So that is a seven. All right. Uh, so I'll say Gorbis isn't necessarily like, you know, he'll make his decisions in the moment, uh, but he'll have <laughs> disadvantage if he tries to attack you uh, because you have scared okay. him a little bit. Does that sound fair? 
Sure. All right. I, I imagine this spindly form with a mask of blood dripping from this horrible neck wound uh, onto the white tiled floors is pretty intimidating. Absolutely. Pretty scary stuff. It is. Yes. All right. Gorbis takes a point of stress. Yeah, I think he does, actually. <laughs> He's like, you hear him do a goal? All right. Uh, so that does make Gorbis and Mascot our folks to go. Um, they've only really got one Marine left who they're not as afraid of, so I think they're both going to be targeting our man Richard again. Gorbis is going to fire. Gorbis is going to hit. Oh, no. All right. Richard, you are going to take 13 damage from uh, Gorbis's pulse rifle. Uh, that's a wound for me. Oh, all right. Oh, no. Let me look that up then before I proceed. Wound, wound, wound. And since you're a Marine, you have three wounds, so you're in a better position than a lot of folk would be. All right. Ooh, all right, all right, all right. Ah, all right. You have a terrifying scar. You're, you gain one stress from the attack, and your minimum stress is up by one forever. So you will never get oh. below three stress again. It's just hard being a man with such a cool scar on his face. Uh, and I guess in this case, I right, see so you get a cool scar for, on your face, I just said, from a pulse rifle blast. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. He gets you in the mouth and you're going to have like a kind of Jonah Hex looking thing. Are you familiar with Jonah Hex? Uh, enough. All right. Yeah. So you got a little bit of that going on. Uh, on your face for the rest of your days. Uh, you are just got exposed teeth a little bit on the left side of your mouth, and right now it's, like, raw, still, like, has little embers and shit all around the edges. Just a, a horrible mutilation of the, of, the, of the lips. I love this image in my brain of the, the scars going up. Ooh. Right? Like a, like a smile with his yeah. massive, luxurious mustache mm -hmm. going down still. Well, the mustache is a little singed. I'm, yeah, I'm imagining him back in the regular like Swiss guard uniform with that fucking shit going on. This like clown man with like oh my a melted gosh, ass terrifying. mouth. Uh, and the mascot, unfortunately, uh, again, his shot just kind of goes wild. This time he actually just tries to like get you in between his clackers directly, uh, <laughs> but he's not able to. I think the, Give him the recoil clamps. from the pulse rifle actually shoots you back a little bit farther than it expected it to. Uh, and that puts us back to Murgatroyd, Richard, and Mulk. Is Murgatroyd is out of here, right? Yes. Yeah, Murgatroyd and uh, Mulk are both at the elevator, I believe. Okay. And you we'll know, say I, that the elevator has just arrived if you guys want to use it on your turn. But go ahead, Richard. I, I've changed my mind on tackling. I'm just going to shoot them. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. 54 is perfect. Excellent. Roll damage. Uh, it's just a wound. Oh, that's right. This is on Gorbis, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, Gorbis is down. He's not dead, but I don't think he's planning on dying for this. Uh, he, You, like, bust him in the gut. Uh, it's a big red wound. He falls on his ass pretty much right away, uh, and he just kind of, like, curls up in a ball. 
Uh, but the mascot doesn't seem to be quite so easily dissuaded. Uh, let's see. That's Richard, Murgatroyd, and Malk. What you gonna do? Um, Murgatroyd has the bomb, right? Yes. So I think Milk is going to indicate to Murgatroyd for them to start heading towards where their target is, which you said is under something. I don't think I understand your map. So the the lowest level of... So you guys are looking at, like, one zone in the overall facility. So you guys are still on the, like, first real floor. Like, there's the hangar above you, and then you guys are in the lobby office floor, and then you know of two floors beneath those, the uh, Hall of the Nephilim and Eden. And I think, actually, Milk, you do know that, because you used to work here, you know that all of the, like, weird VIP shit uh, is in the bottommost level of the facility, and the bottommost level of the facility is under Eden. Another thing you know, however, is that you wouldn't be able to access the VIP section from the public-facing elevator. Uh, you've heard tale that they're... Go ahead. So we would need to go to Eden first, get off Eden, and then find another elevator. Yes, and you have heard rumor that there is such a thing in Eden, uh, but you know that it's hidden and that it's hard to get to, is all you really know about it. Okay, third question. Uh, if we got to Eden, could we just tear a, a hole in the floor and then hop down? Potentially, but you would need to do at least one hull point of damage, which you could accomplish with the bomb that you have on your person. Then we'd need another way to disable arc, right? Is, is, was disabling it a goal? Well, you don't want to use the bomb to disable arc. No, you just have a bomb in case you need a bomb. You know, the church is just kind of giving you tools, you know, and hoping you guys are responsible enough to make use of them. <laughs> or that God will guide you to the right choices. One of the two. Okay. Um, I'm gonna program the elevator to take us down to Eden then. Um, and just, you know, I'm assuming either those two guys, the two Marines are either dead or they'll figure it out. All right. Sounds good. So we'll treat you I'm guys. I'm assuming I would have told them on the like ship or whatever, or I would have told the Pope that, like, the thing they're looking for is probably on the floor under Eden, right? I think, that's something yeah, I know. that makes sense for your, your pre-game chatter and just for streamlining okay. stuff. I will say, though, also for streamlining stuff, since you guys are, like, out, we're going to go ahead and put you two on ice for a minute while we wrap up this combat with the others. So I'll be okay. focusing on that, and we'll be back at the top of the initiative with Rossi. So, Rossi, it's you and Richard against Gorbis and the mascot. And you, last I heard, were headed towards first aid. So... The mascot stands in my way. Uh, does the mascot stand in your way? Uh, I don't think he's in your way, but he is like a combatant. Uh, and depending on what the situation looks like after your turn, he may decide to try to kill you. Okay. Um, well, then on my way to first aid, I shall swing at him with this massive jawbone. Sick. All right. Roll hand-to-hand -hand combat if you have it, or just military training just... if you don't have hand-to-hand -hand combat. Oh, okay, great. So that makes it a 58 that I need to beat. Excellent. That is a, an 18. Nice. So since you currently have one wound remaining... Your jawbone does 3d10 plus one damage. So right. go ahead and roll. So that is a 10, a three, and an eight. 
18. For, uh... 18 plus All right. 19. Very nice. The mascot is not dead, but it is very nearly dead. Uh, I think it has like four limbs and you've definitely noticed like no head. It just has that crab claw there. Yeah. I think you're able to slice one of its like topmost limbs off, one of its kind of arm things basically. Uh, and that reveals a good, pretty good view of the creature underneath the costume. Um, its skin and its anatomy are both pretty starfish-esque, uh, except it does seem to have, uh, more tentacle-like appendages. Um, its feet, uh, or its legs look a little bit more humanoid, uh, and you see, like, kind of a cluster of little eyeballs all over its chest. What uh, a living nightmare. Yeah, go ahead and roll. Uh, take a point of stress for seeing that, and then I think okay. I'm going to ask you to roll panic for me. Would I as well, since I'm here? Yes. We're, gonna pan we're just going to panic? Or we're going to roll panic? Well, maybe don't roll panic, because I don't think you see panic for just horrible monsters, but you will take a point of stress. I'm, re I'm reviewing my, like, notes on the rules. Okay. So I think you'll just take a point of stress for seeing the fucking thing. Right. I'm at eight for the record. Duly noted. What are you at, Richard? I just hit 10. OK, good to know. Thank you. All right. So then maybe, Richard, since 10 is kind of where I think it should start to get a little spicy with panic, I am going to ask you to roll. Yeah, I'm going to take more liberties with panic once you hit 10 stress. 19. We're good. All right, all right. You're holding it together. You are a fucking pro, and that's what they teach at Swiss Guard School is not <laughs> losing your shit. Damn straight. Uh, so you've got it. Uh, this thing is wounded. It is definitely on its last legs, but it has not yet fallen. Uh, that's Rossi's turn. Uh, I think, I don't think, I think both of these things are kind of not inclined to fuck with Rossi based on the successful intimidate roll and the successful attack roll. Uh, I think the creature is going to try and go after Richard. All right. You see that it's moving uh, a lot more sluggishly uh, since losing its limb, but also with a lot more terror. Uh, and so even though it like kind of takes two snaps to get at you, like it's moving a lot less confidently, uh, but the thing does indeed manage to uh, snap at your wrist. Oof for 17 damage, Richard. Okay, oh. well, that's another wound for me. Oh, All right. No. All right, Richard, you have blood in your eyes. It splurts up from your wrist. Uh, I do think, like, you aren't mechanically going to have any disadvantage, but uh, narratively, you are a one-armed man. So, like, you're holding any two-handed weapons real funny. Uh, you Your arm is not off, but it's, like... You've got, like, one of your tibia or whatever, you know, and the other one is just snapped right through. Jesus. Yeah. I do got to say, the Swiss Guard does need to look into adding goggles to their uniform. Yeah, for real, right? <laughs> Needs to be part of that fancy helmet. I hate blood in my eye. Although then it's just, like, blood on the goggles. But it's true, you're less likely to get space aids that way. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Um, it's my own blood. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get diseases from your own blood. All right. And Gorbis's shot is going to go. Gorbis's shot is going to go wild, uh, which means we're back to Richard. OK. I've got two more holy shotgun rounds left, so. All right. 
92. That's not uh, good. Ooh, that's not good. Take another point of stress. Uh, which of them were you firing at? Uh, probably finishing off the officer. Oh, no, to probably, okay. finishing, probably shooting at the thing that just tried to gnaw my wrist off. did, like, gnaw most of my wrist off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think just because you're, like, fighting probably to get control of your gun fucking back with this thing on your wrist, uh, I think your shot just goes completely wild and takes out a light uh, overhead. So everything's just a little bit dimmer. Uh, yes, I agree with that, uh, positing Lester in the chat. All right. So uh, that takes us back to Rossi's turn. Rossi, what are you going to uh, do? I'm going to hit it again. I'm super done right. with this. 13. All right. Roll for damage. 21. Woo. Nicely done. You dig deep into this thing's torso uh, and you finally hit the only like discernible part of its anatomy that isn't just more muscular goo. Um, and uh, it appears to be mechanical. Uh, you see sparks and smoke start to fly out from the inside of its body as you hit whatever this object is. Uh, and after a loud pop, all of the like muscular cellular structure holding this thing's body together just loses all tension. And it basically oh. oozes out of its felt lined skin like a fucking melty brie that's like oh. been left out too long. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. You don't take a point of stress, but it smells foul uh, in this hallway. Uh, the guard is still there, alive, yes. Uh, do you do anything with your move? Uh, I guess I will loom over him and wait till my next turn to crush his skull. Which I'll narrate. Why not? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Kill yourself first. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, God, uh, he does try to crawl away. He's bleeding very badly. He's hurt. He's afraid of you guys. This has just turned against him really bad. Um, I think he's trying to crawl back into the security center with his move. Richard, what are you going to do? I'm going to just walk up to him and punch him in the face. So he kind of right. falls unconscious. Roll uh, combat. You can add military training or close combat. Uh, that's a 44, which is critical success. Woo! Excellent. All right. What do you want to have happen to this guy? Be as specific as you want. Oh, I just want to knock his lights out because uh, my plan is to. Uh, or you just walk up to him all tough and slowly him kind of crawling away and then just pop him in the face and he goes out. Awesome. Yeah, he is out cold. Yeah. I'd like to drag him back into a look to uh, Rossi and say, let's let's go to first aid. And yeah, I'll, I'm going to I'm going to grab this guard by the foot and take him with me. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Nameless Monsters, where we all have crab claws for heads. 
If you're interested in this campaign, you can get it along with four others in the Terrors from the Cosmos Series 1 Kickstarter. Link in the show notes. And if you're with us here for the first time, thanks for being here. We have our main campaign, Trouble in Triple Springs, available for download wherever you get your podcasts. So come on and join us for the fun. Finally, if you liked the show, please tell your friends about us. Um, I can't tell you how much it helps to get the word out there. And while you're at it, you can rate and review us on whatever platform you enjoy the most. Oh, and I promise one last thing. A lot of this wouldn't have been possible without our friends and other creators at the Cast Junkie Discord. So big shout out to them and thank you so much for all your help and everything that you've done for us. We super appreciate it.